When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's 12 o'clock in the greatest city in the world. It is Bart and Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. And yes, guess who's back? Back again. Bart is back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? How was the 3 one third? Three one third was solid, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, it's always good to go home. You know, you don't like to go home for that reason, but it's all good, man. All is well that ends well and um, you know, got a chance to see the family, you know, grieve together, be each other's strength. And now we you know, we move on and move forward and try and um you know, have happy days. Happy days are here again with you back here with us. Uh eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the number, and of course we'll get the calls going. We had a lot happened. Huh? A lot has happened since like just two days. Just gets busy in two days like that yep it does well you got the combine going on so all the rumors happening and obviously the nba season continues to roll on i, I do have to ask you right out of the gate though is miko hardman yeah and that whole all the drama going on with, with with him and the jets and all the different things like did you hear all the stuff that he had to say the jets lied to him um all the things that go on he refused to return punts Said I would never do it. Said there's no structure. You want to hear any of it just to refresh your memory? Well, I, I've heard all of it. Okay. You know, uh, thanks for the what the uh, pivot uh, and all the uh, you know all that yep. stuff, right? People get on on podcasts and then they just talk recklessly. Yep. And I felt like he felt betrayed, but at the end of the day, didn't they do right by him by trading him back to the Kansas City? They could have held on to him and not traded him back to a place where he was going to have a chance to win a championship. So they did right by him at the end. And you know you know while they catch strays and. You know, I have no problems with what he said, but let's 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 remind the people for those who tune in sometimes that you know maybe was a little busy and didn't hear what the um, you know the strays that the Jets took, uh, caught yesterday. Yeah, he's no structure at all inside with the Jets. All on the same level, nobody's treated differently. If if Coach say if Coach Reed say we don't wear yellow cleats in practice, if Pat go out there and wear yellow cleats, Pat go back and sign and change his cleat. Everybody treated the same. So it's like when we was out there, there was no really structure was going on. And obviously it's new new coaches and stuff like that. But I'm trying to help y'all out. But y'all like oh whatever like and then y'all telling me certain things like I meet with you and you like yeah I'm gonna get you some plays. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make sure you get involved in the game plan by play two plays. How about the Jets lying to him? Telling me certain things like, I meet with you and you like, yeah, I'm going to get you some plays. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make sure you get involved in the game plan by play two plays. That's not, you can't tell me that. I'd rather you tell me I feel like these guys better than you and we'll figure you out later. I bet. I can take that. I'm a grown-ass man. I can, I understand that. But when you keep telling me and feeding me lies and saying certain stuff, then that's what don't sit right with me because, like, I know for a fact I'm better than him for sure. Like, I ain't trying to, you know, I know I'm better than him. I'm better than him, too. Garrett Wilson, the only person y'all should just be like, hey, he can go. He's one of them guys. So go. I have no problem with y'all putting it around Garrett Wilson for sure. I don't, I don't care. Like, that's fine. But when you come to certain other things, it's like, come on, like, I don't understand why I'm not in a rotation with that. And y'all never gave me a reason as to why either. He was targeted three times. He made one catch. That's basically it. They wanted to have him return punts, 
and he told the story of why he refused to do it. That's something you relate to your next person. You got to let them know. That's like if, if, if the, your QB hurt, you need to tell the backup, hey, I need you to take more extra reps this week because you might have to play this game. That's what a coach does. If you a coach, that's what you do. You know, National Football League, bro. You not in Pop Warner. You a coach. Right. You supposed to, you supposed to let people know that because if I'm not a star returner, my mindset ain't on returning in the game. It's not unless I actually have to really do it. You know what I'm saying? So we get to, to the thing, mind you, he got hurt on Wednesday. I didn't get talked to him Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I not have not one word to this, this this man. Sunday on the field, we out there catching plus. I got pads on. We finna play. I'm on the knee. The, the team finna come out, especially according to come to me. Like, hey, I need you to be the star returner this game. I said, no. I'm not returning plus for you, bro. He told myself, oh, you don't want to do it? No. Why would I, why would I want to return plus for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I want to return plus for you? First of all, the reason I said it because not too long ago, you you telling the head coach that you don't trust me back there. Right. And I wouldn't meet with you and tell you, like, hey, why you don't trust me? So he's just letting it all loose. Mm-hmm. All of it there. And but then. Let's, let's, let's keep it in perspective. Right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. He played six games with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The most structured place that he can be in, right? Like a, a wide receiver's metropolis, playing with the best quarterback, a tank guy he had already won a championship with. He um he had 118 yards receiving. So I, I'm trying to figure out how much did they trust him. He was targeted 21 times in six games, and he only had 14 receptions for 118 yards. So it's not like he went there and he had so much – um, belief and trust by Andy Reid. So if he was still that dude, and like, oh man, we got our guy back. We got our Tyreek Hill back. Let's 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 open him up because last I can remember, you know, Kansas City was struggling and they didn't have any receivers. So it's not like McCole Harmon. Maybe he 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 needs to understand who he is right now at this point, and maybe the Jets were disappointed in the fact that you know he wasn't what they thought he was because clearly, even when he went back to Kansas City, he knew the offense right. He knew the quarterback. He was in familiar territory. He, I would argue to say that he was more comfortable where he in Kansas City than he was in in New York. And you know when Aaron Rodgers went down, and 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 I try and listen. I hate to try and be the Jets apologist, right? We all kind of consider and think what Aaron Rodgers tried to do was what Tom Brady did, correct? Like he thought he was going to go somewhere where he could be respected and he can kind of bring in his guys, and mm-hmm. you know he can kind of hit the ground running with this defense which, you know, Tom Brady had a tremendous defense underneath Todd Bowles when he went there, and that's one of the reasons why he went there, because he said he can fix the offense. They won 10 games, correct? The year the year that they won the Super Bowl, they won 10 games. Um, that's a statement, not a question. I'm sorry. I, I posed it as a question, but it's pretty much a statement. If Tom Brady would have went down in four plays of that season, how many games do you think Tampa would have won? Not many. <laughs> the Jets won seven. It's the same situation. So when you talk about it's no structure there, you're correct. When you say it's no standard there, you're correct because it can't, the standard was never got an opportunity to get set. Right, the guy that was there to set the standard, right, in a hurt. new in a new offense. But he's blaming it on the coaching. He's been, like you could you could hear like he's talking about the fact that the coaching because, staff and no, his, his complaint was about the special teams court never came to him, and then the head coach listen, doesn't really hold anybody accountable, and everybody listen, does whatever they want. Listen, come on, man. 
I, I, I've been there, right? And, and that's just part of the business. Like, if they ask you to do something, like, you can't, you can't be in your feelings. So, of course, what do you think is going to happen next when they ask you to do something on a whim? Guys get sick. Guys get a – coaches get a feeling. You know what I mean? Maybe let's put McCole back there. Let's see if we can get him going and, and get, it, get it going. Like, for all indications, you know, we, when we talked, he was a big part of the first game plan. But then when Aaron Rodgers goes down, the game plan has to change. They, like, they didn't know what to do. Who would know what to do? If Tom Brady would have been laying there four games after coming to Tampa Bay, people would have been saying the same thing. Oh, there go them creamsicles. They cursed. They would have said the same thing. Like these guys, four plays within the game plan, they didn't even get to the 15-play to the script, and, they, and they're adjusting on the fly. Now, would they have done a better job? Absolutely. Okay. But what did you think, though, of the fact that after all this with Hardman, and, and then the other thing that he said was it was about like week four, he was already, when they played the Chiefs, he said, I was so checked out, like over with. I already talked to Brett Veach and Pat Mahomes, like, come get me. And then two weeks later, like you said, they ended up trading him where he wanted to go to Kansas City. And the Jets are now, like Joe Douglas yesterday, saying those comments definitely resonated with us. And, you know, because technically it could be tampering or whatever. Like, I, I don't I, – got to be honest with you. Yeah. If I'm the Jets, I'm not I'm not as concerned about this whole tampering thing. And then the players are coming after him too. Uh, Thomas Morstead went after him. About, I called him a disgruntled employee mm-hmm. and don't believe everything you hear. Um, a sauce has been after him as well. They, they're, they're accusing him of giving away the playbook – in a couple of games, right? Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's become like a real ugly thing. I, I got to be honest with you. If I'm Woody Johnson, I'm paying less attention to that silliness mm-hmm. and more attention to the fact that, well, what's he saying? Like, what is he saying about our organization? We have another guy leaving our organization, but, and but he has he, nothing but bad things to say about it, and we can't keep having this. But he's a disgruntled guy, so of course he's a guy you traded because he didn't live up to the expectations. You but not everybody's like that, though. It, I, it didn't work out for me, but they treated me well, no, or I'm happy. No, no. Like, like, this guy completely not, 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 not when just you destroyed tra- the franchise. Not when you get traded in the sixth pick, in, in the first six games. You got back to where you wanted to be. They sent you where they didn't have to send him where he wanted to yes. go. They could see, have sent him to the Carolina Panthers. See, but th- but this but this is him. This is him trying to say, this is why I didn't have a great season, right? Because guess what? What is he this year again? Well, I know, I know. He has no idea what his future is going to hold. So, so he's a free agent. And they were laughing about him in the Super Bowl because they were laughing about the fact that he didn't know what he was doing. They were laughing about that. He didn't know the game was over. Like McCall Hardman definitely like has people that know what he's really about. And one of the things you know he's about is that he's not really a big attention to detail kind of guy, right? And that's what the that's what some of the, the you know the rumblings that I heard was that he didn't have a playbook down. So listen and listen and you know he didn't he didn't want to return kicks, but you know, so he didn't play he didn't play a lot or get a lot of targets because he really didn't know the playbook. They said he didn't know. They said he didn't really know the playbook. Right, so that's why he wasn't really out there. Well, that says then a lot. What happens, then what happens is Gibson, you know, wins a game for you the first play of the season, right? right? The kickoff return, right. right? So like when they go to him and say, "Hey, man, can you return punts?" What are they saying? They're saying that hey, Gibson is playing well and he's going to play more receiver. So he's essentially taking your spot. We want you to kind of take some of the load off of him so but that what, we can use right. him more on offense. Well, what he so was for saying, him, he's hearing a demotion. No, 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 no. He said, you didn't tell me all week, and then game day you're asking me to return you. punts. I get you. And he said, no. Like, how are you going to tell me on game day? Bro, you've been returning punts your whole life. How many times have we seen 
Tyreek Hill. Oh, we need a spark. He just go back there. You think he been returning punts all week? I guarantee you that he practiced it. See, this, this is what you say, right? Like, no matter what, he's on the depth chart. So he returned. He, he, he may not have been the main guy, but he goes out there a little earlier and he has to return. He, he goes and practice punts. He caught some punts that week. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, because if you're on the depth chart one well, he, through he three. He, but he said he didn't. No, my no, point. No. He said he didn't. That's a lie, man. Like, you, let me tell you something. When you're a special team player and you're on any part of the depth chart, like, it's a special team practice or period. That's like a half an hour. Like, they can't let the first guy, that the only guy to return punts don't get, not going to do that. That's physically impossible during the middle of practice. So, during the middle of practice, a guy that plays receiver that's going to go out and get reps with the twos or maybe with the ones, you think he's going to catch all ten punts. Because guess what? He's going to run 60 yards after he get the punt. So, somebody else has to come in and catch. Like, I ran down on kickoff just because we had to give the other team a look. So, no matter if I, I wasn't on the kickoff team, I was like on an emergency punt team, I might take one punt return. Where I just go out, do the footwork, and go out. So, he – what what he's saying is he didn't know that he was going to be the starter and he wasn't tied into the return of the week or something like that. But it's not that he hadn't returned punts. Like that's 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 not that's not possible. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's like like we all kind of help out during special team period. Special team period is a part of practice, and I don't know specifically how they do it, but every place I've been, special team is a part of practice. Usually you have special team practice a half an hour before the regular guys come out. So you have special team practice, you come out half an hour early, then practice starts normal and everybody else start working their way out. And then you have a special team period in the middle of practice, kind of like a simulated break, you know, in between before you go to 707. You do special teams, you go 707, 907, then you go to team, and then, you, you know, maybe some special situations, and you're done. But it's in the middle of practice. So it's no way in hell that he went a whole week and he was going to be dressed that he wasn't going to feel. He didn't feel at least one punt. This is the issue, right? And this is probably what happened. And I'm speculating because I don't know. Okay? When they tell you to come in and do uh, return punts, what that's telling you is you're not pretty much big part of the game plan. Xavier Gibson is a guy that we're trying to get more touches and essentially, that was your role. Now we're going to flip-flop you, right? Because the first game of the season, who returned the kick for a punt for a touchdown? Gibson, because that was his main role. He wasn't getting any offensive snaps because it was supposed to be McCole Harmon. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is McCole Harmon, you know, really we dressing him. He's not doing nothing. So let's put him back there and let's see because now he's rested. He ain't ran no go routes, no motions. Let's put him back there. And maybe they were like, hey, man, let's see if McCole can give us a spark. Let's put him back there because we know that we're using, uh, we, we're using um, Gibson, and he was in his feelings because now he knew he wasn't gonna get no catches or no attempts because they're pretty much demoting him, right? They're basically that's why he says, "Hey man, you telling me that guy ain't better than me? Who you think he's talking about? Alan Lazard? No, he's talking about Gibson. Yeah, Alan Lazard don't play mm-hmm. the slot. Alan Lazard is an X or a Z. So that's what we talking about. He talking about. Randall Cobb, too. That guy ain't better than me because those are the guys that plays his positions. So, you know, I, I take it with a grain of salt because, like, of course there's no standard. You have an offense coordinator that just got there. What was it, what would the standard be, like, like if, if it was the first year of a new coordinator? Everybody that, you know, of course, Kansas City's had continuity at the same position Offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach. The majority of the coaches have been there for the better part of 10 years. Of course they got a standard. 
The defense has a standard. Why, Allen? Because they've been together and they've had the same coordinator for the last three years. This was year run, and the standard is supposed to be set by how you run routes, how you meet, how you grow, how you do things, right? That was supposed well, to be all set He was just even talking about Aaron not Rodgers. wearing the same color cleats and stuff like that. Like, he was going down to that. that, that bro, that was a dumb example because I that guarantee detail. I get that, that, that's, that's stupid. Like, come on, man. Like, it's practice. Everybody, that, that was him just trying to make an example. Well, here, here, I don't think that was the actual thing that happened because guess what? You wear what the hell you want to wear in practice. All right, here's more from Hardman. This is, this is now about Rodgers. And the first thing is is just his reaction to when Aaron got hurt four plays into the season. What was your reaction oh, to that? We're going to be a long day, boy. Because <laughs> you got to understand, people understand, Aaron is the offense, bro. His thought process and his ability to get to anything that he wants to is scary. There's no bad play with Aaron. Like, I'm telling you, like, run deep, you run down the middle, you stop right here, and you run this slant. He has the ability to Madden. Hot routes, he has that ability. He has that ability. It's like, and he's so smart with defenses. Like, I, like in practice, the man be like, yeah, he's blitzing. Hey, you back up. You're not coming. How do you know he's not blitzing, bro? Like, you know, you don't know that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, his mind is, is fantastic. It's, so that should encourage you. Right? Yeah, it's pretty clear. Of course, clear. that's the standard. Right. Duh. That's why Nathaniel Hackett was not good, because he didn't have that guy. That's what Garrett has said. That's what Saucer said. Listen, so... Like he, That's the same thing we've heard from everybody, even like let's say a hater like Miko Hardman, right? Like, right. Everybody's saying the same thing. Like, how so important this guy is to what you're going to be uh, the, last year, which you you didn't, and then this year, which you're hoping to be. So, with so Aaron mission, Rogers. so mission is mm-hmm. do whatever you got to do to keep that Protect man upright. Him. Yes, whatever because it takes. You see, he's giddy. He plays with arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, excuse me in the NFL. He arguably plays with the best quarterback in the NFL, and he is waxing poetic. He is like, yeah. man, this dude is amazing. Like, yeah. he, he, he can't believe how good he is. I can't even tell you, like, this dude in defenses. He ain't say that about Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Now, so, so now, I would be encouraged that, yo, I understand before I left, it was some, it was some, um, some maintenance done, and, and, and kind of like what I said with you know what Rich Samini said about length and Thomas. Oh no, you you called the Lake and Tomlinson thing. You yeah. definitely did. You told everybody that was coming. Um, and, and it is, and they're going to have to rebuild the whole offensive line. But it, it, just one more thing from Hardman here, because it's all the little criticisms that he had, and I think this one is a bit Captain Obvious, but still it does you know, bring more light to the fact that what he just said about Rodgers, how he is the offense. So without Rodgers, they tried to run an offense for him without him. But when a guy like that leaves the offense, and it's like more so it's conceptual, like, okay, now just make the throws, it get harder for the offense. And then you put a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson to try to carry, the, the put into that role, rather than making the offense where he's at his best. They didn't do that. You know what I mean? Because I've been situated where Pat getting hurt, and we had Chad Henney in there, or more. And Coach Reed just made the offense where it solidified them, and we won games. We went 4-1 when Pat was out. You can't argue this. Yeah, you, you can call him a hater all you want. He's right about still, this. Yeah, that is correct, but you still won seven games. Um, and if you had Tom Brady and Tom Brady know? went down, whoever Tom Brady's backup was, if you would have had to go with Chad Henning for a whole year, Patrick Mahomes goes down game one, uh, Andy Reid or not, I would say probably the win total would be seven, eight, maybe nine. Understood. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't you don't think if Aaron Rodgers, but you had a there, whole season. I understand to that. say we don't have Aaron Rodgers. We know we don't have Aaron Rodgers. We have this guy Zach Wilson. So, he's limited. Yep, so yep. let's let's change it up. What we're right, doing, right. and it didn't seem like they ever came up with something that would have worked. So McCar McCole Hartman becomes, you know, probably goes from a six to a two. Right, because he don't even know the offense, so and he he basically need Aaron to tell him what route to run. Well, if he doesn't know the offense, you give him a new no, offense. No, then no, no. What I'm saying, <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about what he he nah, doesn't he, have to unlearn anything. You just you just said that the man didn't know what the the game was over in in a Super Bowl. No, he didn't. So what we talking no. about? Like we I give this you. guy a lot of credit. So what I'm saying is now you you have you know McCole Harmon there who was a, a six or seven with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers can say, hey man, I, this guy not coming or this guy coming. Right. I want you to run a slant. So he's telling him what to do, so he ain't got to think, right? Then you have a guy like Alan Lazard, who under Aaron Rodgers is like a seven, but without Aaron Rodgers, he's a two. <laughs> so then you have Garrett Wilson, who's a 11, and without Aaron Rodgers, he's like, a, he's like an eight. So now you got all these diminishing players that become less than because Aaron Rodgers can't tell them what to do and can't do the thinking for them. Mm-hmm. And then now you have a quarterback that needs uh, receivers to say, point out, hey, this guy's coming, I'm hot. But they don't know because they need Aaron Rodgers to tell them. So now it's a law of diminishing returns because Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Everybody becomes so much less of a player because Aaron's not telling them what to do. It's like it's like like when you lose your middle linebacker, right? And like automatically, like for some reason, Ray had like a mind like Da Vinci, right? If, if he can see when the screen is coming, and it can come late, like guy can motion like Bart three by one, watch the backside, watch the backside screen. And like, oh damn, I didn't yeah, see that, right? Word. Mm-hmm. Bart's got great tackle on the screen. Well, he told me he told me it was coming. I mean, yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't know it was coming if he wouldn't told me or alerted me to it. Right. That's what Aaron Rodgers provides for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. He, now, he makes a guy you smarter like, as a team. Right. Yeah. See, he only he always had one guy like uh, Devontae Adams that can do the thing that's been around Aaron so long that he could do the thinking for him even when it was a backup in there. But Garrett Wilson hasn't been around. Um, him that long where he can do the thinking for him, where he can look at a quarterback like Zach that's, that's struggling and say, hey, man, blah, 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 or do a signal. Hey, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. Can do it. So it's not surprising to me. Now, did it have to be that bad? No, it didn't have to be that bad. But am I surprised? I mean, they won seven games, right? Mm-hmm. And they should have won maybe eight. 800-919-3776 is the number. Let's go to Pete in Jersey. What's up, Pete? Pete Pablo. Pete. Hello? What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's happening? Um, I talked to you guys a couple of times before. Um, I'm an Amazon driver, so I listen to you guys. Hey, man. I'm, I'm DJ Z4, baby. What, what's, your, what's your station? <laughs> I'm DJ, um, DJ Z6. Ah. In Jersey. Yeah. I'm in Kearney. We neighbors, bro. There we are. It's, uh, it's, a, nice, it's a nice job, but... You know, wish I got paid more, but I love being around people. Don't we all? Don't we all? Exactly. Um, I'm a diehard Jets fan. I can't stand when people talk about the Jets bad. Like, even Michael Kay, when I'm listening to his show, he just constantly just... It's low-hanging fruit. It's low-hanging fruit, man. It's easy for people to say and do. And I think, you know, people jump on where it's paid, man. Mm -hmm. I feel like Hardman, for some reason, I didn't even like him that much when he came here, but I feel like what he's saying, there's nothing you could dispute. Like, he is 
He was there. We all saw it. Like, the Jets didn't do anything. They did nothing when he went down. They did nothing to make Wilson's game better. Every single week, it was just to they couldn't do it anymore. Like, they went and they had their bye every single year. It right. like We have our bye. We go with a head of steam, and then boom. It's, it's done for the year. And then it's just the longest season in the world. Yeah, I'm totally with you, right? That's why if 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 the offense if it go if it happens again, I'm worried about that's the why, coaching. That's why it's important that they bring in. That's why they're telling Zach Wilson he can seek a trade because they know they have to get a better backup quarterback. It's Thank come you, from Pete. the owner because you may not be able to have an offense that Aaron Rodgers has, but you have to also have a second offense that's catered and geared around what whoever your backup quarterback is. Remember, Aaron Rodgers hadn't missed a game in five years, so you kind of take that for granted. And I think they took that for granted, and now they realize that, hey, if if it happens again and it could happen again, we have a good enough defense that if we just get – we have to get an upgrade at the backup position, and the, the hope is that you never use them. And, and then to a certain extent, that looks like wasted money, right? Because if you go out and you spend $5 million on Jacoby Brissett, he doesn't play it down, you're like, man, that could have been another safety. But now you have to have insurance. No, you have to. Like Rich and I talked yesterday about that, and Rich was saying Jacoby Brissett as one of the names, and Gardner Minshew as another name. A lot of things that you've been also suggesting. And I said to him, "You know what, Rich? This is something that you're going to have to spend on and hope you never see him play. Like that'll be it's, if it's wasted money, mm-hmm. then you then it's money well spent. It's like it's like because how, it's like you want to pay insurance. a guy that you yeah, exactly. I want to pay somebody that I never have to play, but I have to pay him." In case I have to, like, I don't want to. It's homeowners insurance. Oh, I'm it's, telling it's, you, it costs a lot of money. Like, it is you, critical. You're mad, but if, if if Sandy come or something like that, you mm. you hope you got it. Got to be ready for it. All right, eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Also ready, ready for a draft that's coming up in now a little over a, a month's time, and the Jets have a pick that is an interesting one at ten. But what like you heard, box, man. what you heard, Mel Kiper say this morning on DNR. And who he has at, well, for the Jets right now, if you're a Jets fan, you're like, what? <laughs> no. But Mel explains why. And we'll let him explain it for you. But I'm dead against it. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So the Giants' big questions this offseason, one of them being what to do at quarterback moving forward. Earlier this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, guys were talking with Mel Kuyper Jr., and he's a bigger fan of Daniel Jones than most. I'm higher on Daniel than everybody. I, I guess everybody else. I don't know. I haven't heard many people rave about Daniel Jones. I'm not raving about him, but I think he's a really good quarterback in this league, a solid quarterback in this league, and who's not uh, has been unfairly criticized. And uh, we've kind of forgotten what he did a few years ago when he got hurt, not because of anything he could do. You get injured because your your supporting cast was not very good. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended. Triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey. During tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Bart. You know what today's date is, right? <clears throat> Date. You don't know the it's date. It's the day that Ja Rule was no, born, so no, he's actually no, 15 no. years old yeah, because well, it's a leap day. You can do that. Well, all right, so you know it's a leap day. Yeah, so Ja Rule is actually 15 years old. Okay, but it's extended Black History Month day. Oh, shucky ducky. Right? You get an extra day this year. Can't wait! <laughs> Maybe I should read off all the fun facts of contributions of the um, African Americans to society. You could, since we know they but then you would have had to prepare school. for that. Come on, man. I am black history. <laughs> I know what it is. Everybody else who don't know. What are you, it. Walter White? <laughs> I know what it is. Everybody black else. history. I am black history. Good. Stop sign. Give me some. Stop sign. Black yeah. man. Yeah. Straighten the comb. Black woman. Wait. Uh, the sewing machine. Black woman. It's the stop you sign? Mean you mean yeah. the octagon? <laughs> are you no, serious? No, 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 no. The actual stoplight. Stop light? Yep. We're going to need to Google this. I'd like to know that. Yeah. I th- Jacob's nodding the, his head like he knows something. The, the, actually, no, the actual right. arm. Well, 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 give me the story. Like my people, we don't know all this stuff. They don't teach us this when I was a kid. We didn't learn any of this stuff. George Washington Carver. That's the yep. most I know. <laughs> they told you about the peanut farm. They told Thanks. me about that. But they didn't tell me about everything. They told you about that, but they did they tell you about the hundred inventions that he had from peanuts and peanut oil. They just told you he was a peanut farmer. That's all I knew. Thanks peanut to butter. Jiffy. Thanks, right. to, thanks to Jiffy. Right. Then, remember, remember the Eddie Murphy skit in Saturday Night Live? He died penniless and insane. Remember that? Exactly, man. He was like, um, two names, like George Jiff. Like, yeah, that, that skit, we have to find that now. I mean, the, tech, Jacob. the technology for the cell phone. Jacob, let's Black find that, that Eddie Murphy, George Washington Carver Black History moment. <laughs> Because it's so funny. <laughs> and the way he delivers it, too, is great. So the stop light or stop sign? 
This is what I need stop to light. Stop, stop light. Stop light. The same guy who also created the uh, gas mask. Yes. And give us no court. They give us no Stop light inventor's name was Garrett, Garrett Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. There's so much stuff, man. That most, most, his most notable invention was a type of three-way traffic light. Yeah. <laughs> so is, is, so he came up with the idea of red, yellow, and green? Yes. Really? I don't know what the colors were. Hair care products, too, by the way, if you were wondering. Absolutely. But also the, the iron. The he iron, has a traffic signal clothes. to design the whole thing. This is great. So in 1922, apparently, he witnessed an accident between a horse-drawn carriage and a car, which <laughs> sparked inspiration to prevent the likelihood of future events occurring. He designed a manually operated traffic signal with moving arms featuring stop and go signs, which could be situated on a post at traffic intersection. Yeah. The arms could be raised halfway to indicate caution moving forward. I think about the just think about the lawnmower too. A traffic attendant would crank the post to operate the signal and all lanes could be stopped by showing stop if needed. The patent for this signal was issued in 1923. He sold the rights to General Electric for $40,000. Of course he did. <laughs> well, I mean, you are going to you're going to make money off your invention. That's the way you do it. You go to GE. You know, you know. And 40 grand in, you know they, in 1923 was a lot of money. You know they lowballed him. Good play. <laughs> But this is like amazing. The, the, the funny thing is, like, just think of how many of the black stories we just hearing about. How long did it take us for us to even hear about the Tuskegee Airmen? How how long did it take us to even hear about the scientists that helped us get to the moon before Russia and their contributions and they, how the mathematicians and all? Well, the women. That, that's get. such a great movie. I but, love but, that. But movie. listen, we saw it in two thousand. That happened fifty, sixty years well, ago. Well, it was a book. It just became a movie in two thousand. That was a book. Yeah, but they, they well, it was a book. It. What do you mean? But, yeah, but, it was how, a book. but how? Listen, hold, hold, hold on. We know that Neil Armstrong went to was the first because man it was on, the on moon. television. No, no, no. We know Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon. Why? Because they taught us in school. It's in our history book. Because we why because, isn't that because story? They put um, it in a book. But Ninety million people saw it happen. That's why. What I'm saying is, you didn't need to go it. to school to learn that. You saw it. This. First of all, you talk about kids that don't even know who the Fresh Prince is. Um, I think they need to be reminded. That hey, this is what happened in history. One of the greatest moments in how we got to the moon. You have to tell the story about who contributed to to get to the moon, right? I mean, and it's not just you know exclusive there, but we know about Oppenheimer, right? They just made the movie of that. That should have been happened too. Oppenheimer, the Oppenheimer, the, uh, the guy who made the um, oh Oppenheimer, yeah Oppenheimer, right? The guy who made the uh, the atomic bomb, bomb. yes. Mm-hmm. But before that movie came out, how many people knew his name? None. That, exactly. Listen, I, I'm not saying it goes. I said it's movies it that bring ways. light to a lot of things because people I, don't read anymore, Bart. Nobody but, reads anymore. Right. And so if people don't read, yeah. that's important history. Yep. It should be taught. It yeah, be, I still should, try to should, figure it, out what's it, being it, taught. It, I don't it should, know. It should be mandatory reading. You I hear, know what I'm no, no. I, I'm with you. I don't know because what's we know being people taught. Don't read. There are some things being taught. We're like, why is that even relevant? Well, I mean, we know, honestly, there's some things that you're like, why is this relevant to anything right now? Well, we know it happened Florida, four million years ago, and no one cares. We know in Florida. We know in Florida. I don't care how that mountain Florida, got there. I don't know, need to hear about right. plate tectonics. Right, but we know we know in Florida that they're trying to say that they're not going to teach the teachings of Martin Luther King. Like, what the hell are we doing here? Um, like, you need to have education. You know, understanding history allows you not to repeat it. That's true. Learning from it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, Do you know what just, Garrett Morgan's, um, he, has, he went by another name? 
Because, you know, he ain't want his black family to know he got all that money. Well, I don't know about that. It's like, oh, <laughs> actually funny. Ask me for no money. Man, come on, you just got 40 racks, man. He he took on a disguise called Big Chief Mason. Ah, see, they know that you see you can get lost if you take a Native American name. And I guess he was he he I guess he didn't he would he would listen to this because he had another invention that was a safety device for firefighters smoke mm-hmm. hood, but he said he went to go around the country selling his device. He had, he also got that one patented as well. He was able to sell his invention around the country, sometimes using the tactic of hiring a white actor who would take credit rather than revealing himself as the inventor. He had to. And then other times when he would do demonstrations, he would just call himself Big Chief Mason. (laughs) Therefore, he was there and demonstrating, but nobody knew that this black guy is actually the one that's making the money off this thing or or selling it. Because of obviously, again, at a time where people would, despite the fact that this thing could really save lives, I ain't buying it from you. But I'll buy it from that guy. Like, it's like you and me going somewhere, right? Like, and people didn't want to hear from you, so you'd have me talk for you instead. Of course. It's like, it's like uh, what's the, the movie when he was driving, the black man, he was a singer, and the, but the white man was doing it, and he had to go act like he was the, the – listen, this is the crazy thing, right? Mm-hmm. People think, oh, that's, that's back in the day. T-Pain just revealed that he writes a lot of country songs, but he stopped putting his name on it because of the racist stuff that he had to face – when he put his name on it. So he just said, I'll just take the check. So he stopped putting his name on on, on his work. And that's today. That's weird. That's today. It's weird, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? So mm, like, pe- maybe people would have more respect for us if they knew what our contributions was to the way that their life is made easier. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said we need to do it. Like, hey, oh, yeah, black guy created the light bulb. Oh, hmm. Or improved the light bulb. You know, but they don't talk about that, right? Well, now, it, yeah. The, the toilet sensor. Lewis Howard Latimer, you know what I'm saying? Like we, but that, that like we, like come on, man. The lawnmower was made by a black man. You wanna know why? Because they was out there making us cut the grass. Like, oh hell no, nah, man, my back hurts. Hell no. Nah. There's got to be a better way. He's like, it's got. I'm, I'm gonna make a better way. I just man. love the, the, the traffic signal. Something we use today, every day. And so, and how how it became a thing was world, him watching an accident in a horse and horse drawn buggy and a car. And he's like, I don't want to see that ever happen again. How can we fix that? Well, what if we had somebody standing there holding up a sign that said stop? And what's amazing is that people were like, oh, he said stop. I guess we should stop. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, it, it seems pretty elementary, but it took somebody to say, you know what? We should do this. Yeah. And it worked. And then yeah. for 40 grand, he put in his pocket, he invented that. And they were like, go away. You don't exist. Listen, GE 40, 40 grand in 1923. They, they, they're like, GE created the light bulb. Well, <laughs> like, GE what? didn't create the light bulb. But they but they'll they never say they that. They but they never say that. No, I'm talking to stop the 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 the, the track light. But all right, I digress. A simple, a, I'm, a, I'm a simple Google say, shows you that they do not. They did not create to, the traffic just, light. But I'm trying to tell you that how important it is. No, they manufactured the traffic light. Thomas Edison created a light bulb. He invented mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But other but, people also were part of it. But he, you know, he yeah. obviously is the the one that but with Lewis the incandescent is the one light. who put carbon in it to make it last longer. So there you go. See, it's always about improvement. 1881. You got to love it. Um, what do you think of this from Mel Kuyper in his mock draft? Uh, the Jets taking a tight end, Brock Bowers, who's apparently a talent, like a talent talent. Yeah, yeah, he got hurt this year for but, Georgia. Like, he, yeah. he's like a generational. But, you know, but, but, I get nervous when, when I think about Kyle Pitts and the fact that he had he came out with all that and, and wasn't able to do anything. But listen, like, a weapon is a weapon. 
So like, well, here's Mel Kiper explaining to the guys this morning about why he has Brock Bowers to the Jets when the Jets desperately need offensive linemen. In terms of of the Jets, I tried to get an offensive lineman. I moved J.C. Latham from Alabama up to that fifth spot because he's red hot right now. I have Joe Walt going to Tennessee. They could take a receiver. They could take a neighbor's Odunze. That would push Alt down. I couldn't do that here. Olu Fashanu from Penn State. Yeah, it's a mixed opinion. I could. I gave him to the Jets in the first mock. I didn't hear. We'll see how that goes because there's a mixed opinion about him. The Jets like him enough, and I don't know how the Jets' ratings are. I went with Bowers. I have a higher grade on Bowers than Fashanu. And Bowers, to me, is a guy that could help out Garrett Wilson. He's not a tight end. He's a you know, full back, H-back, slot, wide, everything. He can do anything you want him to do. So he would be great for Aaron Rodgers, but you don't get the offensive line. And I get that, but you can find other ways to help that offensive line and just that 10th pick overall. I buy it. I buy his reasoning. I just don't love it as a Jet fan. Listen, I said they needed to get Palmer, right, Um, from from the Chargers because we thought that we think that – that Bowers is going to go, you know, some of the drafts had Bowers to um, the Chargers. So Palmer is a dynamic pass-catching um, guy, and I told you that I believe we need a much better upgrade at tight end. Like, mm-hmm. Conklin is okay, but, mm-hmm. like, he's not a guy that moves to neither. You saw what LaPorter did last year for the, for yep. the uh, Lions. Oh, yeah. He was a rookie. And, you know, the fact that this guy is supposed to be better than him. Like, I mean – if it happens, listen, you just need to get great players on the offensive side. And if they took Malik Neighbors, if he failed, we wouldn't be surprised. We'd be like, oh, we all fall. Well, I mean, that makes sense, too, because but, they need that other yeah, wide but receiver. A, but a tight end under Aaron Rodgers, and Laporta gave you 900 yards receiving or 800-something yards receiving, if you're getting that, that's still that's still great. That's, that's productivity that you expect from a rookie wide receiver. All right, well, Aaron Rodgers, obviously the, the ability to play with a guy like him, and obviously Rodgers would be able to utilize every weapon to its, its top ability. Here's what, Brock, here's what Brock Bowers had to say about that potential. Oh, it would be pretty sweet. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of the best, best of all time dude at quarterback, and um, it would be cool to learn under him and uh, just play with him and uh, hopefully learn some stuff. But I just think on draft night, Jets fans, as much as everybody will explain to them, hey, this guy's a, a generational talent, it could be this, he could be that, I guarantee you that that will be that will draw booze. You can't worry about that. That will draw right? booze. And, and You're right. And you can't, and especially if you're taking care of business in free agency. If you're taking business free agency, and anything, you'll know that going into the draft, won't you? Exa- exactly. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like I told you, they need to look at Connor Williams. They need to go look at uh, the Dotson kid. You know, it's it's a lot of guard slash centers that they can go out and really go out and you know letting Langton Thompson go. I think you can go out and buy two. And draft one, right? Mm-hmm. I, and, and I believe that. So I think they can go out, and if they go out and get the kid um, from from the Patriots, that's a, a left tackle. If they go do get, get the kid from um, the Raiders, that's a left tackle. It's, it's it's left tackles out there that's available. So if they go out, to, if the Jets go out and they get a, a starting left tackle, that's you know one of the bigger guys on the market, and get and get a guard or a center, man, there you go. Because they get a left tackle, they can always. You're not getting put, a left tackle in free agency. Nobody's giving you a left tackle, and anybody crazy. available sucks. No, that is not true. That's not true. When, when, when we come who back, good, break, who good? When we come back, when we come back, I'll give you names. You give me names because I, I did. I did this last week. Well, I didn't hear it, and I wouldn't believe it if you did it. If I was I, around I will, for it, I will refresh your memory. I find it hard to believe that it anybody is, good it is, a, it is, 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 is available. It is a lot of great. Great, 
All right. All right. All right. That's a tease. That's a tease. Bart's going to tell us great left tackles that the Jets could sign this free agency. I can't wait for this. Stay with us. Bart Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. You've got some business to get to. Oh. So let's not mess around. Okay. You told me, <clears throat> you told me that the Jets will be able to get. All right, so let's see. If you're power ranking the most the critical positions in the sport, mm-hmm. quarterback, number one. Yep. Number two is what? Left tackle? Yeah. Okay. So left tackle, the second most critical piece that you can have as a franchise. Yeah. And you're telling me that the Jets will be able to find, not a good one, a great one, as a free agent. And I'm saying I can't imagine if anybody's great – no team's letting them go. Well, guys have. See, the thing is, you're so you guys, tell me you, then. You're getting guys that are are kind of older, and teams have okay. a lot of younger players they have to pay. Okay. Um, now, I can say that guys like um, Tyron Smith, right? Broken down older player. Yep. Yeah, but played great last season, and which means he'll great. probably break down for the Jets if you sign him. So, <laughs> aren't you worried I, about that? No, 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 no. So I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, I think that you have an ability to be able to get some guys, you know, that are interiorly. Now, sometimes you sometimes you just got to protect your left tackle. But what I'm saying is, with Vera Tucker, who's always injured, versatility, um, and also Tipman's versatility. Right? I've been telling. Well, you Vera about Tucker this. sounds like they're going to put him on the right side, right tackle. That's what okay. it sounds like. Okay, so there we go. And right, then you right go tight. interior, right? You go interior maybe so, later so, in the so, draft. So this so this guy, Kevin Dotson, is a beast. And I told you about that. He was failed in Pittsburgh, but he was playing left tackle. He's been out. He's going to be probably one of the highest paid guards in the league right now. And he's young. He's only 26 years old. So I've been telling you about him all season, mm-hmm. that he was going to be a free agent. He is a beast, right? Okay. So, you know, maybe you, you, you replace Langton's money with his money. Right. So right he's now, your guard, okay? Right. So New, New, New England had a, had a guy, uh, Mike Owenu. Uh, yes. Right? Yes. So he's going to be available. He was a, he was a he was a tackle as well, right? If you want to go that, if you want to. But he was a right. Route. Wasn't he a right tackle? Yeah, he was a right tackle. Right, but, but I, you have your right tackle. Well, Tyron Smith. What I'm saying is, finding a left tackle may be difficult, right? But it's going to be some guys available out there. Um, it's. I thought you just told me that you could name a couple of great ones. That are available in free agency. 
Yeah, Tennessee had Tennessee had one um that that was um tough to get. His name was um because he he, he plays behind Larry Tunsil, but he, so he played on the right side, but he's really a left tackle and they drafted him. But we can go go also with um Connor Williams, right? Because he, you know, who knows with what um they have to pay Tua Tagovailoa. You know, you see they're starting to create space already already cutting um Xavier Howard. So I'm saying you, you can go out and get a great center too knowing that you can always move Tittman to right guard, right? Mm. So so you, you talk about that. But you're still uh, not giving me the left tackle. I, I gave you two. I gave you the you, Trent Brown, right, who's only played good when he's been with the Patriots. But, you know, he's he's a big, massive left tackle. Um, he went out and got paid a little bit um, for the Raiders, and the Raiders didn't, you know, he fell out of favor really fast there. But you can go Trent Brown. Like, Can I really bad. take that kind of a chance though with Aaron Rodgers at forty years old? And like, I have to get it right this year. I can't gamble on guys that might have been good, but then didn't play good. And then this guy no, was no. all right, but now he's not playing all right. And this no, guy Trent. used to be a left tackle, but now he's a backup right tackle. No, no, like, no. I got to, I got to know it. Left tackle, Bart. Trent, Trent, Trent has Trent played well, but the thing is, he's only played well in New England. That's that still what I'm worries me. Right, but I mean. It's not that he's not capable. You just got to figure out. Listen, he went out to, to to the Raiders. Who knows what the hell was going on out there? Well, you remember he's one of the highest paid players in the league. He's the highest paid tackle because he's a crush the Jets at left tackle. Like, but I just think you need, you gotta know at left tackle with Aaron Rodgers because you what was the need, position of why he got hurt? But you don't it was left tackle. That's because he just because he dove at his feet. Well, it, wasn't well, because it doesn't matter. It's, you did not protect my quarterback. Aaron I Rodgers need to know at that spot. I understand that. But what I'm saying is you don't need the great – if you got – if you if you elect – I need the tackle, best I can get. Okay, well, go get go get your boy Donovan Smith that said he always wanted to be a Jet. Well, you just told me he's a bum. I didn't say he was a bum. But you did. I didn't say, <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't say he was a bum. The, really, the, the right tackle for Kansas City was the bum. But if you get Donovan Smith, it's not a it's not horrible. You well, he just wants watch, to be a just, Jet. He can just, play left tackle. Right. You just watch. You just watched um, him win the Super Bowl. You and, told uh, me that the reason why he said that is because he knows he's not going to get paid by the Chiefs, so he wants to get paid. Yeah, because the Chiefs have massive needs. They got to pay Snead. Right. They got to pay. They got to yep. pay well, some of franchise, other people. They might franchise Snead actually. They can't franchise Snead. That was the word. They got the other, what's what's the other one? It's, Snead is the is the uh, is the slot. You know what I'm saying, but they also they got to pay they got to pay Chris Jones. Mm, but I think it's easier to pay him than it is to just want you want to have control with Snead. I think that's what I think that's what I saw somewhere. All right, that's uh, not important. Ha, ha, have they tagged him yet? No, no. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right, you got till uh, next week. But all right, sorry. So, so I gave you three left tackles. That, yeah, listen, and none of and them resonated if, with me. If you're left tackle, but listen, I just gave you two dominant people that you can get. So who cares if your left tackle ain't the best? You can protect him. How? Wait, wait. I need him to protect me. Listen. Why am I protecting him? Listen, listen. If you got if you got a great right tackle in Veritucker, we know he's one of the best when healthy, right? And Tipman showed that he was really, really good at right guard, right? Mm-hmm. That means that you can go out. You either go get Connor Williams, move uh, Tipman to right guard, or you can go out and you can sign. Uh, a guy like Cushenberry. Well, I need somebody to also, like, you know, I mean, with, with, with Brees Hall, I need guys that can get out and block, you know, from so that's, running so that's, too. So, so, that, so does Eric Dodson. Okay. All right. Is, so is you're giving Eric me Dodson, interior, which or, is fine. Or, or you have or you have uh, the Ravens are in salary cap hell. 
right? So, you know, they probably cut Marlon Humphreys. But you have an opportunity to take Kevin Zeitler at 33, who was probably one of the best pass-protecting guards in the, in the game last year. I like that name. And we, know, and we know what that defense was like. We know what that run game was like in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you, you give that with Breach. So you move him to left guard. Oh, I like that name. So right. You finally gave me a name that I'm like, all right, I like that. But it's still not a left tackle. But I still but, like the name. But Dotson's better. Mark, than don't him. you and feel younger. like when we Dotson's get to better than Zeitler. When we get to to training camp, don't you feel like the only thing that's going to matter is did Joe Douglas finally make an offensive line that can stay healthy and protect the quarterback? Because that has been the problem. He has not been able to do that. I got that. So so let's just say if everybody on your team is is really really good and you have a slightly above average left tackle in Donovan Smith, but then you're able to go get Zeitler and Dotson. Well, that's again, that's the high line. tide raises all boats, right? So if yeah. I can if I can get a line – look, you also know this too. Offensive lines don't always have to be about having the best players, but how they play together. Because the, the line is the team within the team. If all those guys are just really good, but really good together and can be together for more than two games without having to switch out people because of injuries – like that's in the end, that's what you need, and it's that's been really hard for Joe Douglas to put together. It's got to happen. All right, we got to leave it there. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll continue with your calls coming up, though. A Daniel Jones argument that we need to have a discussion, but an argument too, because varying now uh, at, um, opinions about Daniel Jones with the Giants and what the Giants should do at quarterback. All that coming up. Stay with us, Barton Hot ninety eight seven ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So if the draft goes the way that most expect, the top three quarterbacks will be off the board by the time the Giants select at number six. So what would their options be? What about the possibility of J.J. McCarthy? Early this morning on DPH and Rothenberg, guys got the feelings of Mel Kuyper Jr. This is the most difficult player to evaluate in this draft is J.J. McCarthy uh, because you don't see him carrying a team. You don't see him having those wow games like Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams and even Drake May did a lot in 2022. You don't see that with J.J. You see J.J. being solid, making throws when he had to, running when he had to, as he did in the national title game, being a great leader, being super tough, showing great athleticism. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.